Hi folks and welcome back to NTI's Japan Real Estate Podcast. I'm your host, Zimna Kojima again. Great to have you with us today. Hopefully things are slowly going back to normal wherever in the world you may be. Just don't forget that it's still a good idea to stay aware and cautious. We all want to avoid a second wave of uh, infections and repeated lockdowns if we can. And it does take a conscious effort by all of us to try and avoid that. So please remain vigilant. Get back out there for sure. We've all been cooped up far too long, but take it nice and easy and try to avoid huge crowds and unnecessary proximity if you can, at least for a while longer. Okay, we hope you've enjoyed our webinar video from last week. Uh, I know the uh, download numbers seem to indicate that you did. For today's episode, we're back to our short form again, and we've got Pretty Donnelly, our sales and marketing manager, back on the show, and she has just this week started her very own brand new Q&A sessions. So this is her first recording. It's on video on YouTube as well, if you want to see her pretty face, in which um, she addresses some common questions that she often gets from first uh, time and even from some more experienced investors, all of which have to do with investment properties. Of course, she talks about prices versus yields, uh, locations, rental considerations, and once again, about investing in the current climate in the wake of the uh, COVID-19 epidemic, or at least the first wave of it how it affects the market, what sort of deals are available as a result, and other good stuff. So here she is, our very own Pretty Donnelly, in her very first Q&A session. Enjoy. Hello from NTI, and welcome to our new segment called You Asked Us, where we will take your questions on the Japanese property market, anything you want to know about the market, the process, anything at all. And um, my name is Pretty Donnelly. I am the Sales and Marketing Manager. I operate out of Canada. Um, today, our questions are all from Australia. So let's begin. Our first question is, which type of apartment in Tokyo gen generates the best yield? So we're speaking specifically about Tokyo, not properties across Japan in this question. Studios and one-bedroom units, as a rule, have the highest occupancy potential and are also the highest yielding percentage-wise. So this is true for Tokyo. It's also true for metropolitan areas. Now the downside of this, I should mention, is that you are looking at very low capital growth potential because of the small size of the land portion. So if it's capital growth you're interested in, then you should be looking at apartment buildings where you will have both the income, you will also have the uh, land portion attached to it. Our next question. I heard that Japanese vendors are not open to negotiation. Is this true? For now, um, I would say that it is not as difficult to negotiate, and this is because of the pandemic situation. Um, we can try to negotiate. There aren't as many buyers out there locally. Um, so um, it makes it a little bit easier to negotiate. But that being said, the um, restrictions are being lifted. And so because of that, I would say that if you're not worried 
about losing the property, then we can go in, say, 10 to 15% less and see how it goes. But keep in mind that you may lose out to somebody who is putting in an offer at the asking price. The pricier the property, the lower the yield it is, the better chance we have. But to answer your question, yes, of course, we can uh, try to negotiate. And our next question, can we find better yield in Fukuoka compared to Tokyo? Yes, slightly higher yield compared to Tokyo, and this is because prices haven't dropped in Fukuoka as sharply as Tokyo. So some numbers, 5.5% yield, net pre-tax in Tokyo, Osaka, Yokohama, Kawasaki, uh, those are some of the places, and versus, let's say, 6.5% to about 7%, if we're lucky, in Fukuoka and even Nagoya. There is another option as well, and that is you could consider um, short-term leases um, instead of long-term leases. They do yield more, but the caveat there is that there is the risk of every time someone leaves, you do have to uh, re-tenant them, and um, so it's hit or miss with that. Um, of course, again, metropolitan areas, you won't have as much difficulty. So that's another option you have and something to keep in mind. Next question is, is financing available? Yes, it is. Here's the criteria. The minimum must be 15 million Japanese yen. 60% uh, loan-to-value ratio, which means that you would need to have 40% cash available. The interest rate that you're looking at is going to be 3% to 4% per annum. And these properties, for financing purposes, um, must be in, uh, they must be centrally located in metropolitan areas. So you're looking at the ones with the least amount of risk. And are people having trouble paying rent now during this time of COVID-19 and what safeguards are in place to protect landlords? This is a great question. Uh, this is something that um, is affecting everybody worldwide, even here in Canada, as people are losing their jobs or, or even unsure whether or not they'll be going back. Um, that becomes a question of can they pay their rent. But I am happy to say that in Japan we have not had this problem um, so far. And in fact, as the restrictions are being lifted, um, we're not expecting um, this to be a major issue. Um, now, as the, um, if the if the restrictions are still in place, and once the properties are um, vacant, it could take a little bit longer to uh, find a new tenant. There are some protection measures that you can take. One, of course, is a security deposit. Uh, the other one is um, a guarantee company. Um, and they will protect at least three months of um, lost rent or even damages, maybe even more depending on the situation. 
Now, if for some reason, typically this is how it works, if for some reason a tenant um, doesn't pay, um, we what we would do is we would send them an eviction letter. This doesn't happen much, but if we had to do that, they would generally leave, then put up a fight um, about it. So it's really, we don't see that being a problem in Japan. And that is our first segment of uh, our Q&As. And um, I would like to see more of your questions. So if you have anything in, uh, specific that you want to ask, go ahead and send us an email at info at nippontradings.com. Send us your questions, tell us about yourself, let us know especially where you're from, and uh, we will address it um, on our next segment or one of the segments coming up. So thanks for listening and uh, have a great day. Stay safe. Okay, there you have it, the lovely, pretty Donnelly, NTI's own sales and marketing manager. And as she mentioned, she would love to receive more of your questions. So keep them coming. Don't be shy. You can type them in or record them in audio or video format. Just send them our way. We promise to have them featured on some of our next sessions. And what I would love, as you probably know well by now, is to see you clicking that star rating or review button on the iTunes Store or Spotify, wherever you happen to be tuning in from. Don't be stingy now. Leave us a review or a star rating. Let us know what you think. And of course, we'd be more than happy to hear from you in the comment section of wherever you might have found this episode as well. We love to talk shop, so drop us a line. We're looking forward to hearing from you. That's it from us for today. Thanks again for tuning in. Do share this podcast with your own networks if you think they may find our content interesting. We would love to hear from them as well. And until next time, from Pretty, myself, and everyone else here at NTI, we wish you a great day or night, wherever you may be. Yoroshiku!